Welcome to Rhema for Today Radio. Amen. That's what Jesus said to me. I'm just telling you what he said. You can do what you want to about it. We was preaching in Portland, Oregon several years ago, in the auditorium there. So after a night service, we were moving out, and a fellow ran. He wanted to say something to me, and they tried to hold me. I said, that's all right, let him come on. I shook hands with him. He said, I just wanted to tell you, I've been to come into every day service and every night service, and I don't believe a word that you are preaching. I don't believe a word of it. <laughs> it tickled me. <laughs> I smiled. I said, well, that's your problem, not mine. No use telling me. That's not my problem. I believe every word of it. And at least he was sensible. You know, he stopped. He began to laugh. He said, you know, that's right, isn't it? Yeah, he said, that's not your problem. That's mine. I said, it sure is. Welcome to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Today, you'll hear more from Kenneth E. Hagan on his teaching, Plans, Purposes, and Pursuits on Rama for Today Radio. Later in today's program, Ken and Lynette will tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, Here's Kenneth E. Hagan with today's message. Plans, purposes, and pursuits. Very often we're following his, our own purpose and our own plans, man's plan, not God's. And so, standing up there with the Lord, I, I saw us and I saw us clapping. And he said something to me. Now, I understand what I'm saying because people get wrong impression about it. He said to me, clapping is neither praise nor our worship. Jesus said that to me. Clapping is neither praise or worship. You see, you clap to applaud. I do not know. I have, I'll be honest with you. I have some compunctions about, let's all give God a hand. I think Paul said, I come in fear. That didn't mean he's afraid like you're afraid of a rattlesnake. That means he had respect, awesomeness to the Lord. I don't think you ought to give God a hand like you would the President of the United States. I don't think you ought to give God a clap offering. Let's look in the New Testament and see what kind of offering he wanted you to give. Amen. Now, let's do, now don't misunderstand me at all. It's all right to clap. See, we're applauding a speaker sometime. So-and-so's here with us. We're glad he's here. We're welcoming him. We're letting him know that. That's a different purpose. But then we've got so clap happy. In charismatic circles, well, God's no respect, you see, really, for God. The Holy Ghost moves somebody speaking with tongues, and then somebody interpreting, right in the middle of interpretation, everybody starts clapping. And then you don't even hear the rest. Now, is, is tongues and interpretation right, or is it not? Is the Holy Ghost saying something, or is it? Well, they couldn't be. Would the Holy Ghost interrupt himself? Could people be moved by the Spirit of God to clap while the Holy Ghost is saying something? No. It's because people have got clap happy. And it grieves the Holy Ghost. Now, it's all right. We were singing, clap your hands, keep time with the music. That's a different thing entirely. Clap, you see, because we're so glad you know Brother So-and-So's here. We're going to ask him to speak this afternoon. Praise God. Well, everybody start clapping. Fine. But we need to learn, and pastors are going to have to teach their people, and they're going to have to be slow and gentle about it because they've just gotten such habits. Teach their people to reverence God. If the Holy Ghost... Now, I've been prophesying. And right in the middle of the prophecy, I mean, I haven't even given half of it out. And everybody starts clapping. 
Well, not only that, but it'll cause you to lose the anointing if you're not careful yourself. Get out from under the anointing. And then if you do go on speaking, then who heard it? Well, if it's not for people to be heard, it ought even to be in the service. Have you ever been in the service? Anybody ever been in service like that? Anybody ever been like that? Well, sure, if you haven't, you ain't been fur yet. <laughs> now learn this, and pastors teach your people that when folk, when, when tongues and interpretation and prophecies going forth, you wait till it's over and then don't clap. Lift your hands and praise God and worship Him. Amen. amen. I said, amen. amen. I said, amen. amen. And then somebody's preaching under the anointing. Preaching under the anointing. I mean, just going after it. I've been doing it, I've done it myself. And everybody starts clapping about something you said. Well, they're applauding what you said, but that's not the place for it. Because, in the first place, you can't go on because nobody would hear you. If you did, if you did go on, they don't know what you said. If you're speaking under the anointing, inspired utterance of God, people ought to hear what you're saying. If you're speaking under the unction of the Spirit, then that's the Holy Ghost manifesting himself. Then you shouldn't interrupt it with clapping. Amen? That's what Jesus said to me. I'm just telling you what he said. You can do what you want to about it. We was preaching in Portland, Oregon several years ago in the auditorium there. So after a night service, we were moving out and a fellow ran. He wanted to say something to me. They tried to hold me. I said, that's why I didn't come on. I sure can't believe it. He said, I just want to tell you, I've been to come into every day service and every night service. And I don't believe a word that you're preaching. I don't believe a word of it. <laughs> it tickled me. <laughs> I smiled and I said, well, that's your problem, not mine. No use telling me. That's not my problem. I believe every word of it. And at least he was sensible. You know, he stopped. He began to laugh. He said, you know, that's right, isn't it? Yeah, he said, that's not your problem. That's mine. I said, it sure is. So sometimes, you know, you want to lay it off on the other fellow, but it's your problem, not, not his. And so you're ministering, you're preaching under the anointing of the Spirit of God. And everybody starts clapping. You can't hear what the preacher said. Well, is he anointed by the Spirit? If you are anointed by the Spirit, it should have been up there to begin with. Amen. Is it the Word of God? We ought to hear. Is the Spirit saying something to us? We ought to hear what he said. Now, it's much better. It's, it's more New Testament. You see, like I said, don't try to get back under the Old Testament and do things like they did. The Old Testament's for spiritually dead people. They'd never been born again. They weren't alive unto God. Their spirits weren't. They just worshiping God in the flesh. We've been born again. Hallelujah. Become sensitive to the Holy Ghost. Praise God. Now, under the New Testament, Paul said right in the Timothy, remember this, there's not one single word in the New Testament about clapping. Not one single word. But Paul said, I would that all men, I like to say it this way, the Holy Ghost said to Paul, I would that all men pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands without wrath and doubting. Well, you know, someone said, well, that's prayer. But now wait just a minute, define prayer. Prayer is not what many people think. It's not gimme, 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 gimme. Prayer is fellowshipping with God. Prayer, one part of prayer, you see, it's many things, but it's worshiping God. Well, how do you do that? Paul said, the Holy Ghost said, lifting up holy hands. You see, the world claps. That's the reason we need to get out of it. We're not, we shouldn't be worldly. A lot of our clapping. 
But the world doesn't lift up hands to God, do they? Do you ever see them at ball games lifting up their hands? No, you'll see them clap. At a political rally, you ever see them lift their hands and praise God? No, but they'll clap. What we've done, you see, we, we, we bought, you know, and the Lord gave me that scripture in the Old Testament when Solomon built the temple. You go back and read it. And he made all the vessels of gold, pure gold. Kept saying pure gold, pure gold. But then Rehoboam in his day, fellow came in, the enemy came in, and, and he said, took all the vessels, all of them, out of the Lord's house and out of Solomon's house. Went on to tell about his own house, his palace, we'd say. But then the Rehoboam replaced them with brass. Brass, you see, is a mixture. That's what happened. The Lord said to me, by all this clapping and dancing that people are putting on, they're replacing gold with brass. So there's a time to clap. There's a time not to clap. So don't get uptight about it. But pastors, take time and train your people because clapping is neither praise nor worship, the Lord said. It's applause. And it's all right to applaud sometimes. But that's not worship and that's not praising God. And then, of course, in the Old Testament, 149th chapter and the third verse, it talks about dance. And then the 150th chapter and the fifth verse, it talks about dance. And then in 2 Samuel 6, 14, David danced before the Lord with all of his might. He wasn't dancing in the spirit. But it is scriptural to dance in the spirit. Be motivated by the spirit in connection with worshiping or praising God. So we want to get that good and clear in our minds, you see. It's a difference of man putting on something. Many of our own churches, I mean, they're even having dance in school, teach people to dance to worship God. Well, you can't teach people to dance to worship God anymore. You can teach them to speak in tongue. Yeah, we're going to have a class. Everybody come. We're going to teach you to talk in tongue. You can't teach people to talk in tongue. You can teach them to yield to the Spirit. But the Holy Ghost gives them utterance. They do the talking. Amen? Yeah. You know, worship God, you know, interpretive dancing. You can't interpret God's power with your dance. But they have battling in church. And you don't worship God, you get your eyes on them. No worship to it. No more worshiping God than a donkey brand midnight in the tin barn. Amen. You couldn't, if somebody dang, you couldn't close your eyes and worship God. But see, when you're praising, you can close your eyes and worship God. All I know is what he said to me. He said it's unscriptural to dance before the Lord in the New Testament, but it is scriptural to dance in the Spirit. Be motivated by the Spirit. See, God's plan and, and purpose is a different thing entirely than what man's. You see, it's Spirit-anointed dancing. And you don't have to teach people or train people to dance anointed by the Holy Ghost. I dance very often. But I don't just put on one. That's, that's the anointings there. I don't do it. That'd be like trying to give a message in tongues with no anointing. We've all seen that. You pastors have seen that. It just dead. It deadens the service. Why, well, in a lot of our meetings, God's are moving and healing people. Some folks can't discern anything. We don't teach them. They're going to, we're going to get in a mess. One of our, our crusades, our singers well know it. You know, here about six people got up here and started, started square dancing while the singers were singing, one of the specials. Yeah, they didn't do a much square dancing. Well, everybody's looking at them. They're not worshiping God. They even listen to sing. Crowd, you know, I don't know how many were there. What, a couple thousand people maybe? Square dancing. Just killed everything. Just... 
one of our singers moved up and began to, to exhort a little bit. And just pointed out, you know, that's dancing in the flesh. That's not dancing in the spirit. The Holy Ghost came and he started dancing in the spirit. Brought the service back up where it ought to be. But many, I've seen them in your service. God wanting to heal people and bless people. And folks get up in the flesh and start demonstrating. See, there's a difference in demonstrating the flesh and demonstrating the spirit. We read demonstrating the spirit and killed the thing. The anointing to minister just lifted because he grieved the Holy Ghost. Just flew away like a bird to fly. Oh, I wish I could get that over the people. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagan. We have a couple of things that I want to talk about. A book by my dad called Plans, Purposes, and Pursuits, and then a CD that I did on You're Not of This World. But what I'm talking about here, I'm talking about that we are part of the family of God and that we need to let Him be in ruling and reigning in our lives. Yes. And spiritually, we are not of this world. And these are two tremendous helps that will help you get through this This coming year. year. Yes. And so listen to the announcer. He'll tell you all about it. We're offering it for $14.95. You're going to save about $4 on this. So, hey, you need to get a hold of this. I don't know how many testimonies I have heard from this book, Plan, Person, Pursuits. And I had somebody tell me not long ago that they really liked this because it helped them to realize that they do not have to depend on this world for the results. It That's comes right. from, from heaven on high. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G, rhema dot org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Tomorrow on Rama for Today, we'll continue Kenneth E. Hagen's life-changing message. That's tomorrow on Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagen.